We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings, show four of four in the ultimate sitcom bracket. You can still vote for all of the first round matchups. You just need to go to at the PME on Twitter. It's the pinned tweet that's up there right now, or just hit the description link. Boom. You can vote in each individual map matchup to help us find what is the best sitcom of at least the ones that were included in the 64 that were in here. Are they all the best ones? Eh, we've been kind of going back and forth on that because I did not make the bracket. Sia, you made the bracket. Ha- you, you said you were talking to this because well, we used to the show with Chris. Then you went out with Chris and his buddies and they were giving you heat about this too? Well, they weren't giving me heat. I got to be honest. Well, a little bit of heat, but they were just so excited about looking at the bracket. They hadn't actually seen the bracket. They just know that Chris had broached the subject with them. And uh, we were kind of having a back and forth about some of the shows that were on there that Chris talked about specifically. Honestly, I'm really excited for the voting and I'm okay with the backlash. I mean, we were just talking before we went live about how some of the shows didn't qualify for certain reasons. So I'm sure I'm going to get a ton of backlash. I'm ready, but I can't wait to see what the people do with the voting. I genuinely can't wait for that. 
You can check out all the shows that we've done so far on each of the regions on the Pat Mayo Experience audio podcast. You should rate, review, and sub to that while you're here. Download it, too. But smash like for this episode in the description and on Mayo Media Network. You can find all the videos as well, breaking this all down. See, your toughest test comes now. You thought it was me, but it's not. You've reached the final boss of the bracket debate. His name? Tim Undergust! Tim Undergust. That is not my name, but I do like to think of myself as, yeah, like Bowser. Once you get through all the other uh, uh, other bosses, you finally get to me. What other things would you say you have in common with Bowser? Um, very good at jumping. He's very good at jumping. Uh, dwelling in castles. I like to think I'd be pretty good a pretty good castle dweller. Um, you know, I'm, I'm the best Mario Kart choice. Uh, so, yeah, like, like oh, Bowser. Hold, hold on. Your, your best Mario Kart choice is Bowser? Yeah, he's the heaviest. So he, once you get him up to top speed, he can't be caught. You don't seem like you have the dexterity to get anything up to top speed, pal. Oh, please. Just saying. That, that, that's a lo- I think Bowser is a misunderstood character. Okay. But anyway. That, that's a take. Did you know that you're up on the screen with Sia... Right now. Yes, I saw it. I saw it. I don't look anything <laughs> like that character. I don't have guess who face. I don't have red hair or brown eyes or my, my chin doesn't sit at five o'clock. Uh, you know, I, I don't I, I don't share any of those qualities. Uh, I've actually won awards for not being insane and won awards for not looking like Franz. And this is all just slander. OK, well, see ya. You, again, did the rankings and the seedings for these brackets, but as we've been asking all of our guests so far to come on, because you and I have been through this a bunch of times already, Tim, the floor is yours. For the other three conferences of best sitcom brackets, what would be your final matchups in each of those? The way the brackets break down in the West, which is the Seinfeld region, I end up in the Elite Eight having Seinfeld and Scrubs with Seinfeld going to the Final Four. All right, so same as same as me. That, that those were the same the, as me as well. Those were the two in that the, I had. I, I would have figured the, you. I would have figured you for a cheersman. I had cheers in the Sweet Sixteen, but it couldn't get by Scrubs in that two-three matchup. Yeah, I, I'm with you. So in the Friends bracket, did you have Friends coming out? No, <laughs> I had friend. I wanted to take Friends out really early, but I couldn't take them out till Curb. And I have Curb and Arrested Development in my Elite Eight with Curb going to the Final Four. All right, I had exactly the same, except I had Arrested Development going to the Final Four. Okay. And then the South, which I'm glad you didn't have me on that show because that show would have gotten me very angry. Because <laughs> I think that's a very, like, that, that, that's, that, I, I don't understand what's going on in that region. Uh, it just confuses me to no end. Um, I worked it through, uh, and I had on the bottom part of the South, the Simpsons to the, fi- to the Elite Eight, and then that whole stretch, there's just trouble. I ended up putting news radio into the Elite Eight uh, over South Park, but I because I, it's such a weak game, and then uh, a very convincing uh, Elite Eight, a Yukon style drubbing in the Elite Eight uh, to get uh, to, to get them into the Final Four. Well, we the Simpsons. Can... Yeah, so so we had two of the same winners, and we had much of the same. I actually had South Park over. 
Uh, well, South Park knocked out news radio. I think I did have Modern Family or Spin City, one of the two, going all the way. So, I mean, I can let you air your grievances right now. I know we're not doing the South. That was the first show where it was Sia, myself, and Adam Azer. And it's like their parents never let them watch The Simpsons. It's really weird. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, The Simpsons should be the number one seed in the entire draw, let alone a three seed in, the, in that region. Uh, you know, to match them up with, like, in the first couple of rounds, fresh off the boat, married with children. Like, that's, the, what are they, it, it, it's such disrespect. It's a disrespectful ranking of the show. Modern Family is a one, it's a super weak one seed, but I, you know, I don't have a problem with it being a one seed in theory. But, like, all the shows on this side of the bracket, I mean, Fresh Prince is a fantastic show. And, uh, you know, I, I kind of wanted it to go deep, but but couldn't take it as far as I wanted. Uh, but most of these shows just, I don't know. I, I don't love them. I never loved Shit's Creek. It's okay. I never loved it. Uh, you know, Perfect Strangers. I never liked it. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. I never could get into it. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's just not. A, and I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand the region. I don't understand it. Number one overall seed. Sia, where have you heard that before? I agree with Tim on a couple of the things he said. I mean, first of all, Shit's Creek, I believe, is overrated. I think it was – we said this on the show when we covered this region. I think it was just kind of lucky to be in that COVID reign where it, that, that was just one of the popular shows that, that everybody was going to binge watch at that time with nothing better to do. It's always sunny. I think it's overrated, so I agree with Tim there. Listen, I think The Simpsons is overrated. I truly do. I, I understand why people like it. I understand why it just became Ooh. an iconic show, especially from an animated standpoint. I'll tell you right now, I'll take Family Guy over Simpsons, and oh I don't even God. have to think about it. And, but for the record, I've asked others about this, too, because, Pat, you have really come strong with The Simpsons, and I get it. But there's a lot of people that like Family Guy great more than yeah, The Simpsons. Yeah, there's a lot of people. See, there's a lot of people who've had brain aneurysms. That's all of them. Yeah, there's a lot of people walking around drinking Pepsi when Coke is on the shelf. They don't know any better. Well, okay, that's fine. But here's the disconnect. You you guys somehow think The Simpsons is this incredibly smart show, and I disagree. Like, we're, I'm not saying that like that Family Guy is the two and a half men of animated cartoons or sitcoms. I think Family Guy is a really smart show. I truly do. I think the cutaways, yes, I understand they're overdone, but they're overdone on purpose, and I think they're very unique and they're very just just funny. Like they're just funny in their own right. Simpsons, I get a lot of dope. And, and just like slapstick stuff that I'm just not interested in. I understand there's some stuff under the surface, but I, again, I just think The Simpsons is overrated. I don't think there's a ton of people that, like, listen, you're going to be on one side or the other here, but well, I think okay. there's a lot of people that think The Simpsons is, yeah, it's pretty good. What you just heard there was <laughs> what I would call prestidigitation. Uh, that is a lot of magic that's being done there. There is a lot of uh, an enlightening of an argument. Where I'm not here to say Family Guy isn't a smart show. I actually think Family is a smart show. And I, I'm, I'm not going to say bad things about it. I think it, I, there are some really funny episodes. But The Simpsons are not slapstick. They are emotional, family-based. They are highbrow. They are lowbrow. They are, that, they're like reading a Shakespearean sonnet and saying, well, that's all cliche. Uh, it only seems cliche because they came up with it all. Uh, I, I really think that that is giving short shrift to the genius that is The Simpsons. It's like listening to the Beatles and saying, oh, that's been done before. Well, actually, no, it had never been done before, uh, well, before so, then. Yeah. Like, I almost feel like The Simpsons... Uh, and to have them behind in the draw, like, I love Fresh Prince. I like Modern Family. There's no way in this world I could rank either of those two ahead of The Simpsons, let alone, you know, like, 
you have them on the three line. Sounds like to me they're like the number 12 team overall. They just happen to just finagle their way onto the three line. I, I just, I, I think the argument you were trying to make there, but oh, well, if you don't like the, if you think the Simpsons are great, you have this low opinion of Family Guy. But that's not at all the argument that I'm here to make. I think Family Guy is smart. And uh, saying that I think it's smart or not has little to no bearing on whether I think the Simpsons is brilliant par excellence. Uh, so I didn't want the the listeners to come away from that thinking, oh well, the Simpsons, uh, you know, if, if I don't, if, you know, the Family Guy is a, a smart show, and the Simpsons are not. That, that I don't think that's a, a fair rendering of the argument. I do. I, think I, just I, 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 I actually the readers. I, I actually do think that's a good argument here. Family Guy, stupid show. It's a stupid person. Simpsons, just like Modern Family, is the stupid person's Arrested Development. No, okay, so I that, that's so that's how I, I would categorize it. I have to be in, in the middle here. I, I, I not I look, I think The Simpsons is a smart show. But I think Family Guy is a very smart show. Okay, what, I don't what, think what, it's a what, what's show. What, what's a smarter show then? I mean, this this is all just gonna be sort of like on a bell curve. They're all rated against each other. I don't know. Would you say that Futurama or Family Guy is a smarter show? Futurama, which I is not would, in this bracket, by the way. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. I would of course tend towards Futurama, but King that of the Hill. is not King a, of the Hill. King of the Hill is perhaps the smartest cartoon, and we will get into this, as it happens to be in our region that we get to discuss, might be the smartest, most uh, poignant uh, discussion uh, in, in the, of real life and uh, sort of sarcastic, even dark comedy at times in, in cartoon form. See, I, uh, I would anyway, throw out... I just didn't want the listeners to come and think... If you think South Park is really smart, that means, oh, you've got to imagine the Simpsons are dumb. Or if you think the Simpsons are really smart, then that means people are downplaying uh, Family Guy. You don't have to do that, folks. You can have your cake and eat it, too. Uh, no matter uh, what Sia is saying here and putting them on the three line in the bracket. <laughs> Sorry, I have, to, I have to gatekeep here. This is the thing that shook me to my core. Uh, I'm glad I wasn't on the... I would have derailed the whole conversation. So I'm very glad I was not in the, uh, the South uh, Regional. Let's go to the East, the one that we're here to talk about. This is the Frasier region. So when you were trying to come up with the one seeds, Sia, and Frasier ended up coming out as a one seed, which is something I think you're going to get pushback on, which you're not going to get any pushback on this show from nope. Tim or I nope, about Frasier. We, we both love Frasier. Frasier is excellent. And we've discussed Frasier a few different times throughout the course of the shows where especially with the age demo that we're dealing with, the people who are most likely going to watch this show that are slightly older, same age, or probably younger to much younger than all three of us at this point. You're probably looking at early, early 30s is the median age of everyone. That means that if you were to get into Frasier, you probably didn't watch it first run because you would have been 10 or 12, and Frasier just wasn't for you. But once you turn you know, late 20s, early 30s, all of a sudden, Frasier becomes a much more palatable show. So was this a surefire number one seed for you? It's the number one seed. This oh. is the overall number one seed. And okay. what's the, the beauty of it is, and I'm glad you brought up the demographic issue, because the reality is, in the year 2000 or the year 2023, this show st stands the test of time. The writing is so good. It's it's such a good show that is palatable to anybody, any age, even if they're 20 years removed from the show in terms of when it started or when it ended, which I believe is in like 2011, 2012. I, Frasier is such a good show. The, the, that's the beauty of this. When, when you look at the factors for a sitcom, there, there's several factors. We've discussed them over the show, but I think rewatchability is one of them too. I genuinely think you could be a 20-year-old, a 30-year-old, 50, 60, you name it, 
that can go back and watch this show and be like, wow, I took something from that. It wasn't just that it was funny. I identified with so many different things. And meanwhile, keep in mind, the psychology is threaded throughout most of these shows as well. And you're not even sure. I, I think most people who watch this show don't even realize what's actually hitting them and what they're actually internalizing from this show season to season. There is so much to this show, and it's not just the comedic value. Tim, Sia hit on it, and I've, I think we've talked about this before, but as opposed to Seinfeld or Friends or all these great shows from the 90s, Frasier is really the only one when you watch it back is like, oh, this could be happening right now. Yes, that's true. Now, I don't think in the case of Seinfeld that that's a mark against it. No, but, I, but, I, but it's very much like, a product. Yes, the it's Chinese a... food restaurant episode can't happen in 2023. I get it. And if you're 18 years old, you have trouble understanding that whole episode or any number of those. Mis- okay, sure. you know, And, and that's fair. It is a product somewhat of its time. And I think it's a very strong case that he makes about Frasier standing the test of time. The best sitcoms in some ways will. Uh, at least, you know, th- there's a through line that, that, that ties them together. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's a very strong argument. I, I think saying that the overall number one seed, I mean, look, it's his bracket. He can do as he sees fit. I think that the, there's a good case for them to be a one seed, but I don't think they're quite as strong as, as some of the other one seeds. But that doesn't mean it's not it's not deserving. Like, I, I, I'm not going to just take a position to take a position on the show to be contrarian. I, I like the ranking, and I, I think it's got a, a pretty easy run to the Elite Eight. It's funny how the bracket actually shakes down in the East because the top half of the bracket is just a laugh for Frazier to get all the way through. Although when the voting comes out, people might just have... Mm, there's one show where I think there, there has a... When we get to the Sweet 16, I think they've got a game on their hands. We'll get yeah, there. I know what you're talking about, too. I know what show you're talking about. Tim, you a big Will and Grace fan? No. Oh, I thought well, it was Will and Grace. I, I, no, it's not Will and Grace. I, I, we will get there. I actually think its most difficult matchup is its first matchup for the way that this That is voted. a great matchup. What an unfair seeding it's, for Family Matters. Family Matters sucks. Like, be real here. It you're, doesn't. You're, 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 not, you you're, not, in, you're not seven years old anymore. I mean, if you'd put it up in the 16th seed in the Midwest region, they would have pulled a uh, uh, fairly Dickinson. That's possible. I would have taken him over friends. <laughs> I mean, and then once I did it, I'd say, "Did I do that?" and then move them down the line. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it is a good matchup. It's a uh, you know, Frazier survives and advances, which is all that really matters. But it's a tough battle. It's not a gimme. It's a, it's a fight. I mean, it should be a gimme. It's like a sixty-five, thirty-five fight. What, what, one of them is a good show. The other one is. God awful. Oh, stop it. Stop it. What was the, what was the, la- what was the last time you saw Family Matters? 30 years Whenever ago? Whenever it was on TGIF. So 30 years mm-hmm. ago. I don't care. I loved the show. I watched it for years and years on CBC. Every single night, I have a deep and abiding appreciation for it. I love the show. I'm not going to say a bad word about it. It can't get out of this round, but oh, I love it. It's a, I wish it were like, it's deserving of like a, 13 or a 12 seed. It's tough for me that it gets a 16 seed. Whatever. I'm voting for Frazier, CEO. Well, of course. Yes. I am too. I, I think I think I think even people who don't really haven't seen Frazier yet know enough about Frazier to know that okay, they gotta get past family. Yeah, it makes me sad, but I have to vote for Frazier. No, because I think that people are gonna do what Tim just did. Just think back, be like, oh, when I was a child, the show was amazing because I watched it. And it I was like, amazing. Because I like everything when I'm six years old that I see on TV. <laughs> and then they're gonna vote for that, and Frazier's gonna be out. I can see that happen. No. 
not well, okay. Well, I don't think that'll happen. But well, you know, bad it news is for Frazier's chances. I mean, it just occurred we, to me, by the way, who who you think uh, could give Frazier. We'll get there. Sweet sixteen. We'll, we'll get Sorry. there. We'll get yeah. there. Well, Tempted to take them all the way. The we'll see. We'll get to it when we get to it. That's what they call SEO and a tease in the business. <laughs> tease. You're probably right. I legitimately have no idea what show you're talking about because these are all layouts. Okay. But it's Gary Shandling show, which is here in placement of the Larry Sanders show, I suppose, Sia, against Martin. I mean, Larry Sanders show could have won this entire region if it was in here, but that is not the show. Yeah. That is Larry happened. Sanders show wins wins this matchup, but but Martin so, has to win this one. This is the this is the problem with Larry Sanders is you know, it, it started to become a conversation about what's the criteria to to come into this show because there's a lot of first of all initially cable shows it was just more like the network shows that were included here but then we kind of the committee kind of opened it up and I think Gary Shandling and Larry Sanders I almost feel like Gary Shandling is paying homage to Larry Sanders but because Gary Shandling was on network tv and it was kind of a a sitcom about a, a, a guy on a sitcom. I, I thought it was certainly clever, but I, I mean, between the two, it was more sitcom-y to put in Gary Shandling rather than Larry Sanders. Yeah, I, I'm going to be voting for Mr. Martin Lawrence in this one. I am too. That's totally fair. I, I'm, I'm on Martin on this one as well. Will and Grace is a five seed. It's taking on Silver Spoons. I don't know if I've ever seen more than 10 minutes of Silver Spoons. I'm not sure I have either. We, we chatted about this in our text thread. I was like, I... Thought this was too old to make the bracket, but then three's companies in the bracket, so I guess it isn't. Uh, yeah, I pe- I peppered in some some old ones in there. Perhaps Silver Spoons shouldn't be in here. It kind of doesn't matter. By the way, Silver Spoons was a great show. And for the record, we talked about Fresh Prince. Alfonso Ribeiro's kind of first big role, Carlton, otherwise yeah. known as Carlton, was in Silver Spoons with Ricky Schroeder. It was genuinely a good show. Uh, but I mean, they're up against, in, in my opinion, a much better. Show. I've seen Alfonso Ribeiro take more shots in the Pebble Beach Pro-Am than I've seen minutes of Silver Spoons. <laughs> so you're a big Will and Grace fan then, Sia? I think Will and Grace is hilarious. Uh, I, I, You know, the, the two primary characters I think are okay. That would be uh, Karen and Jack. Oh, no, excuse me, Will and Grace. Uh, Karen and Jack are the ones that I think kind of carry the show. Uh, but whatever, it, it's really four main characters here. I think the storylines were kind of just okay, but I thought the comedy was elite. I, I thought Karen and Jack, those are the character names, of course. I guess it's Sean Hayes who was Jack. I thought those guys, or those two, and their dynamic with Will and Grace, I thought made for a show where you had it on, and you're like, I'm not sure if I want to watch this. And then you watched about 30 seconds of it, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm going to finish this episode because it was it was high comedy. I'm I mean, good. I would take it. I'm taking it one round. Yep. Yeah, it's good enough to win around. It did come back on TV. I remember my wife watching it while I was like cooking dinner. You're like, hey, is it you watching Old Will and Grace? Like, no, it's back. It's like, all right. Frazier's coming back. I know. I mean, Kelsey needs but the money, not, man. But, with, but without, but without Eddie and without John Maloney. Yeah, they're both dead. It, <laughs> I heard Niles wasn't going to be back either. Is that true? Maybe I just misread that. I don't see how you could have the show if he wasn't coming back. I yeah, agree. if you didn't have him, then I yeah, I don't know what it is. Fair enough. Yeah, he's got to be back. David Hyde Pierce, of course. Growing Pains is a 13 seed. Golden Girls is a 4 seed. This is an easy romp for Golden Girls to get through. It, yes, is, it is, is. If you think you're going to put up Golden Girls against Frasier and Golden Girls is going to win, I don't know about I that. I didn't say that. I didn't say the, the, that. I the, said it could. I mean, it's possible, sure, but I think that Family Matters could beat Frasier, too. Yeah, I think Golden Girls... Anyway, I like Golden Girls here. I think that is going to be a last team with the ball wins. A sweet 16 matchup when we come to it. 
you know, it's possible they don't get past Will and Grace. I'm just saying, I, I would oh, have absolutely it's possible. There. It's possible. Thing is, that show is actually slapstick hilarious. Like that show is smart. It is funny. It is tawdry. It is a finale. I mean, the comedians on that show are timeless. Uh, that is such a great television show. Uh, it is say, so marvelously acted. And you're talking about the Golden Girls, I yes, assume, right? Yes, I am. Let me say this about the Golden Girls, and this kind of goes to Frasier and some of the shows we've talked about in the in the 64 here. Uh, perhaps we should have opened it up like March Madness to 68. But the point is, uh, some shows are just perfectly cast. And I think Golden Girls is one of them. I think Frasier is definitely one. We could go down the list. But there, there are some shows, like there are shows that aren't perfectly cast. Like I thought Lily and How I Met Your Mother I thought that was just a hard watch for almost every season. I thought Phoebe and Friends, I understand why her character was there, but I thought she was a really hard watch. It just made me kind of not want to watch the show. I just didn't buy in there. But certain shows that are, are especially high seeds, perfectly cast, and I think Golden Girls is definitely one of them. Now we get to the bottom 100%. part of this bracket, which has seven very good shows and Elf. Oh, it's a slugfest. Yeah. This is the most competitive group of eight of any of the this regions. Is, yeah, the group of death, they'd call it, in the World Cup. So, The Office is a two-seed. It's taking on Elf. Tim, can we hear your Yo. Elf impression? That just going to step all over me talking? Absolutely. I'm an alien. What do you think the chances here, <laughs> Sia, of Office going all the way through this bracket? Because the winner of this side of the bracket is going to win this region. Well, I mean, I, you mean of the East or this bottom eight? I mean, the so winner. You think, the, the, you think the, the winner is going the, to knock off Frazier? Yes, the, the the winner of this is going to kill Frazier in a vote. Wow, see, I don't so know it, about it, that. It's going to be like it's, it's going to be like. I think it depends back, who it is. It's it's going to be like at least eighty twenty, regardless. But of like, no. wasn't it the case that like Netflix took a huge downturn the minute they lost the Office? Yeah, if it's the Office, the Office is going to beat Frazier like ninety eight to two. Which You're I would probably I right wouldn't, I wouldn't vote. The office is a juggernaut. The office is North yeah. Carolina in the in the bracket. Like watch out for them when they start rolling. They are very difficult to stop. Agree. A that, lot that's of, that's the show that probably comes out of this bottom eight. Uh, maybe, maybe. I mean, not. I think that I think that is what the voters will decide. Probably. But yes. you know, we'll see. There's just it's just nothing but haymakers in even from the round of thirty two on. For sure. I, the office is going to advance over Elf. That This we know. That would be my vote as well. Definitely. So then we get to who they're playing in the next round where, I mean, if things break the way that I would want them to break, I would have the office going out in the next round. Two. 30 Rock. 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. Well, you and I have the same bracket, Patrick, you get again because I'm doing the same thing. And I like Workaholics. Like, Workaholics is fine. The 30 Rock is, oh, boy. You're talking about smart. Yeah. I mean, as I as I when I too made the, smart when I made the too ca- smart when I made when I made the case for The Simpsons that the logic it's because it's not an animated show, but Thirty Rock is the closest thing to The Simpsons that I think we got in live comedy. There's even mm-hmm. moments when they're animated, like when uh, what's his name sees everybody as puppets constantly. <laughs> Kenneth, yeah, and Kenneth sees everyone as a puppet. And see, if you want to talk about well cast, Thirty Rock might be the best cast show ever. It, it oh. is. I mean, well, so it depends how you're asking that. I mean, I, obviously, Tina Fey, Tracy Morgan, Alec Baldwin, that, those are just a few of many. But I, I don't know. In terms of, like, perfectly cast, I, I just don't know that I, I really bought into 30 Rock, which <laughs> is pro- probably part of the reason they're they're seated too low at 10. 
there's so many shows like 30 Rock. And I, I think, unfortunately, for 30 Rock, it's just sort of waters down their own show. We talked about it, I think, when we were talking about the East with Chris Cody, that, you know, you got Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you got these like these parks and rec shows, and they all kind of like are swimming in the same little pool here. And I just, you know, when I watch 30 Rock, I think it's funny. I think it's smart. Um, I just don't get, I don't find myself thinking I, I need to watch more of that. that that's just me, though. Wow. It's a bad take. It's a good show. And for the record, I'm not used to being on a show where somebody else has got all the bad takes. <laughs> I, I don't know what I'm doing here. I feel like, am I being punked? Like, I, I, this is very confusing to me. Solid show. I didn't watch every episode of 30 Rock. So there's a little bit of ignorance coming from me, but I've, I've watched enough of it where I think I kind of know what it is. Solid show. See, and, and the difference is, and I mean, we're going to shortchange Workaholics here as we kind of talk through this, and you get 30 Rock versus The Office in the next round, I would vote for 30 Rock over The Office, that the first four seasons of the, or I mean, season one of The Office is quite terrible, as they're just like remakes of The British Office, which just don't work when you don't have Ricky Gervais involved. <laughs> so they tailored it to the casting. Uh, who was, no, that was season one of Parks and Rec when they had Mark Brandanowitz. But seasons season two through- Season two as well. Season two, no. Season two of The Office is good because it kicks off with the Dundies. No, no, but I think Brandanowitz is in the first two seasons of uh, Parks, Parks and Rec. Rec. Nah, is he? I, I, thought, so. I, I, th- I thought he leaves in the first episode, or the last episode of season one. You could be right. Maybe I'll, not, I'll though. I'll trust you on that. Maybe, maybe he leaves. I mean, maybe he See leaves. what I mean, guys? Yeah. What? These all swim in the same little pool. We don't even know which one of the characters is on which one of these shows that has similar settings. Yeah, well, you, talk, you said it was 30 Rock. I'm talking about the fucking Office here. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pro teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products, and decided to do something better. They found their own way to make beautifully designed razors for a fraction of the price of the other big brands, so you never wonder if you overpaid. Harry's shaving products look great, and the weighted handle makes shaving feel great too. I like to keep my beard neat, and Harry's always leaves me with a smooth yet crisp shave. Harry's quality is top-notch, thanks to German-engineered blades made in their own factory that stay sharp longer. You can get a five-blade razor, weighted handle, foaming shave gel, and a travel cover for just three bucks at harrys.com slash bluewire. And Harry's has the highest customer satisfaction in the shaving industry, plus a convenient subscription option that you can cancel at any time. Getting the best doesn't mean spending the most when you shave with Harry's. 
Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash bluewire. That's harrys.com slash bluewire for a $3 trial set. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm just saying. The Office and Parks and Rec are very clearly like sister shows. They're like the same show. <laughs> they were on back to back. From the same creator. Like we're agreeing yeah. we're agreeing on the same thing. Yeah, but 30 I don't find 30 Rock has anything in common with these shows. Like 30 Rock is mean spirited. And there is a show that's missing from this list. Like if we threw in Veep into the top part of this bracket, would Veep win this bracket? No, but Veep is making a run. Like I'd probably go Veep over Frasier at this point. Like Veep is Whoa. there are so, yeah, but there were so many other weak regionals that Veep could have fit over there somewhere. This one's already too stacked. I suppose. the the issue Just so you know, the issue with Veep was was the same reason that Curb didn't initially make the front end of the list because I was trying to kind of exclude some of the the cable shows initially, and so then I thought, okay, we got to we got to include some of these in, and I actually forgot Curb. You reminded me they needed to be put in there, but. Veep is one of those shows that probably should be on this list, but again, I had a bias towards network shows, so that's that's why some of these shows aren't in. But it's not cable; it's HBO. That's what I mean by cable. <laughs> no, I mean, like, was, I mean, that like was HBO their like Showtime. No, no that like was that their slogan for years: was it's not cable, it's HBO. Oh my bad. So <laughs> the top part of this bracket, you got Family Guy as the three seed. Malcolm in the Middle is a fourteen seed. It's going to be Family Guy that moves on. But sure, it is. We, we should. Pay some homage to Malcolm in the Middle, early Cranston. The quality, yeah, quality program. Nothing wrong with it. Better than its equivalent shows of the time. Like I remember, we were talking about like King of Queens at one point. See, so, yeah. that wasn't an equivalent show. That was a CBS Tuesday night c- comedy. This yeah. was a Sunday night. Malcolm in the Middle was a Sunday night after the Simpsons show. Yeah, which which was a huge block of comedy. Yeah, I, I actually like was trying to like say that. I think Malcolm in the Middle was a bigger deal. Yeah, than, no, I I agree, but like, but that's what it all gets lumped into at this point because those CBO, all those CBS shows are huge because they're on CBS. But what people forget about King of Queens, this is not a go on. Jerry Stiller is so damn funny on that show that he makes that show from unwatchable to he's on the screen and he's stealing airtime and uh, your attention every time he's on there. It makes that show salvageable because he is such a genius. Anyway, that that I feel like that point needed to be made. Were you, were you upset that your favorite show, Yes, Dear, isn't in the bracket? I never cared for that show. I mean, I watched it. I watch a lot of cable shows, that, uh, sorry, network TV shows that I don't like uh, because this is what I do. I like to watch network television. I feel good about myself when I you know watch the November and the February sweeps and feel like I'm a part of the whole process. Uh, yeah, Yes, Dear is a, was a funny show, but it wasn't a great show. It didn't deserve to be in the bracket. I don't remember a single episode of that show, but I watched at least a hundred of them. See a family guy's moving on here, right? Family guy's definitely moving on. I think the question becomes how far do they go? Well, it's such a smart show. It's such a smart show. (laughs) This region is going to end up family guy versus the office. That's how the voting is going to play itself out. But family guy in the next round. And I, Tim, I know you and I are going to, this is a, like, this is probably the most brutal 
first round matchup of all of the I matchups. I know. This was so cruel. This is not a first round matchup. King of the Hill versus Eastbound and Down. I love Eastbound and Down, but King of the Hill is King of the Hill is elite. Yes. You you you've summed it up perfectly. I love Eastbound and Down, and I have laughed harder at Eastbound and Down than, than almost any show on TV. And there's no way I could put it over King of the Hill. I mean, I have Eastbound and Down over King of the Hill. I never got into King of the Hill. I watched it, and I just wasn't drawn to it at all. So I understand Doesn't you guys it? are saying it's this genius show. I mean, from what I saw, I'll, I'll agree to disagree. I mean, I thought it was funny. Um, I thought it was witty, but not for me. It's Eastbound and Down. Ah! <laughs> I don't know how to express my thoughts into words. <laughs> You're is this what it's like to be on a show with me? Too. Yes, this is what it's like to be on a show with you. This is exactly what I, it's I, like. <laughs> I'm like without words. I, I don't know what I don't. I can't, can't compute. You're like asking me to open the pod bay doors, and I don't know what to do. <laughs> See, is going to be on the right side of history with this one. King of the Hill is going to lose in the first round. We put this to a vote. I don't know it will because, to, to be fair, Eastbound and Down is not a network TV show. I think more people have seen King of the Hill. I actually would think that King of the Hill will upset. Will, will, well, they will by the numbers. It's an upset. Will upset them and get into the second round. See, I and the Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the reason I think Eastbound and Down will advance is because I think Kenny Powers is just one of those iconic characters. And I think that's what people are going to remember more than how much they like King of the Hill, which is why I think they're going to get the votes. Well, everyone without Nass is going to vote for King of the Hill, I think. All those flat And everyone who loves Smashems. Smashems and propane and propane accessories. And cotton and, and everything to do with Cotton Hill and the VFW. So that would make Family Guy versus King of the Hill. I would easily have King of the Hill moving on, but that's not going to happen because King of the Hill is not even going to get by Eastbound and Down. And I would have 30 Rock over The Office. Who, If it was you, Tim, in your bracket, it was King of the Hill versus 30 Rock, who would you vote for? I thought about this long and hard because this is, of course, the, the Elite Eight matchup or the Sweet 16 matchup that I... Yeah, the Sweet 16 matchup that, that I had. And I say, how can I decide between them? And I decided that if I had to decide for the rest of time that I could never watch one of these two shows again, King of the Hill or 30 Rock, which would I be happiest about? And I decided I'd be happier if I could see King of the Hill. So I decided at that point I had to knock out 30 Rock and put King of the Hill in to the, the Elite Eight. I landed the same way. And see, I use the same sort of judgment in my mind. I think that's what people are going to do as well when they have Family Guy in the office in these spots that Tim and I both have King of the Hill and 30 Rock. But I think it's why they both lose to Frasier as well. Because if given the entire library of all of these shows, that I can only watch one of these shows from this bracket in perpetuity, it would be Frasier. Like, it's, it's, the longevity is great, it holds up, and it's fucking hilarious. All of those things are true. The problem with some of the voters is, is they're not going to think of sort of the depth of Frasier, I don't think. They're going to think of, like, well, these are kind of comedic shows, like, what makes me laugh harder? And so I think some of these other shows might end up getting the vote, but I, I completely agree with you. Frasier has, if, if there were boxes to check for a sitcom, Frasier has, not only does Frasier have all of them, it has some boxes you didn't even know existed that they're checking and it, that are operating on your subconscious, in my opinion. There's so much threaded within this show uh, with, with respect to the writing. Uh, the problem for Frasier is if Office advances to the grade eight, then, uh, you know, to your point, I think The Office ends up winning. If any, in my opinion, if any other show advances past The Office, it's Frasier going to the final four.
I would think it's probably Family Guy that wins this if it's not The Office. I think both are big. Family Guy has every opportunity, yeah, to knock out Frazier when the time comes as well. Although Frazier is the higher seed, I think the two and three seeds in this region are just more popular at this point of time. It's true. If it was all 55-year-olds voting, us with Frazier would be looking pretty good right now. I think if it were all 55-year-olds, I think that the Golden Girls are in the final four. I mean, Frasier was a bigger show than Golden Girls. I'm not so sure that that's true, actually. It was higher rated. And, I, think, and, 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 I don't and know it, that that's and, true. And I think it won an Emmy every year of the 90s that Seinfeld didn't win. Well, that's true. That's but right. Wh- whoever wins an Emmy has absolutely nothing to do with who. I mean, people are winning Emmys these days for shows that like seven people have Sure, watched. but do you think that was the case Can, in the 90s? If you were to, if you were to invite everybody who's seen Broadchurch and, and put them into a basketball arena, would you even fill the lower bowl? I mean, the two people from my house would be in there. The, the, my point stands. Nobody has heard of that show. No. And but, it wins Emmy. So but, Emmys is a but, bad barometer. I, I, but What's I going on here? Am I being punked? I'm making an <laughs> argument I, I, that I make again. I don't understand what's going on here. I, I think there's a, lot, uh, there's a lot different between how awards are given out both movies and TV in 2023 than they were in mm-hmm. 1995. Okay, Absolutely. but then when I tell you that I think that Forrest Gump deserved its Academy Award in 1995, you scream and yell at how awards don't mean anything. Sure. Because it was against Pulp Fiction okay. and Shawshank. Two incredibly better movies, and Forrest Gump reeks. But the the awards committees don't make mistakes back in those days. They, they had their finger on the pulse of the culture. No, it, it, it does. I'm not saying that if, whether it wins or whether it loses, but it's up for these awards every year. And basically what they did was put the most popular shows in these things. If you want to judge popularity of a show at that time, I'm not saying that people didn't. I mean, people went to go see Forrest Gump. It did better box office than Shawshank. Who in God's name would say that Forrest Gump is better than Shawshank? Like people, again, I mean, with brain injuries? Would you say it's better than Pulp Fiction? No. But you're talking about a show. Would you even say it's better than Four Weddings and a Funeral or Quiz Show? The other two nominated that year? No, I would would. not. Yeah, I would. Because it's a bad movie. If you want all the boomer nostalgia you can have, fucking drink down Forrest Gump. Other than that, I mean, well, there, there's, I like that there's that's that's great. So it's the easiest movie in the world. It's also know? a profoundly oh. conservative movie, which I am sympathetic to as well. I'm sure you are. I mean, you need to have that needle drop of running through the jungle when, of course, Forrest Gump is running through the jungle. You need it. It wasn't obvious enough to what he's doing on the screen. We need a musical cue to go along with it as well. It's a fucking terrible movie. The soundtrack Lazy. helped that movie out quite a bit. Sure, but the soundtrack actively makes the movie bad. It's a great... The songs on the soundtrack are great, <laughs> but it makes the movie shittier. Debatable. No, I mean, it's not. I, it's not. I, I go, kinda, go, I, go back and watch it. It is a bad movie. Fair enough. I feel like in the moment, though, the soundtrack was hitting pretty hard for most people. Sure, because you way. couldn't go on Spotify and just go get all the songs. You're like, wow, this is better than Now 3. It's the Forrest Gump soundtrack. <laughs> To make the case for Golden Girls in terms of its popularity, it had more years as a top 10 rated show than Frasier did. Really? Yeah, Frasier was only a top 10 show one, two, three, four seasons of its 11. Golden Girls in seven years had five years, six years. Okay. Uh, the only year it didn't was its last year. Hmm. Hmm. It I was a juggernaut. They, I wonder if the era affects that. But they, they don't. They're not too far from each other. 
For example, Golden Girls goes off the air in 92. Frasier goes on the air in 93. So they're somewhat complimentary. And when does Cheers go off the air in 92? Like does Frasier start? 90, I think, yeah. 93. I believe so. Yeah, so it's it, so Frasier starts immediately when Cheers ends? I believe that's correct. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did you watch it? See, it was all big on Wings. Did you ever watch Wings? Yeah, I did. Two of them were pilots chasing after the same girl. Yeah, no, I, I saw that show. Uh, my parents loved that show. Um, I'm a, I'm a, that, that, but like the, that was a show that like my parents are in their late fifties, early sixties now. And like that, you know, if you think about how old again, again, that show was like, that was in their demo. Okay. So I don't really have any strong, I don't have strong opinions on that show. So see, what do you have as the file? Like if from the bottom of this region, who plays who is it office and family guy? Yeah, it's Office and Family Guy, and and I suspect Office would win in a vote, but I would have, I think I would have Family Guy over the Office, but it's it's really close. There is no mention of the British Office in this bracket at all, or extras for that matter. I mean, life's too short; we can throw that one out. But that's such a good scene, though. <laughs> is that one that one scene with Liam Neeson? Just put that in the bracket as all of life's too like- short. But like Summer Heights High, there's no like Australian comedy or Flight of the Concords, New Zealand comedy in there either, right? It's all American comedy. Yes. Or the only one that's not is Schitt's Creek. Yeah, that's true. That's the, is that the only one? I believe it is the only non-American show in this bracket. And I think I would that, believe that. And I mean, you, I mean, both of you don't love Schitt's Creek, but I think that the reason that Schitt's Creek struck a nerve with so many people, myself included, is because... It's Canadian humor. It's just slightly, it's like 27 degrees to the right of American humor. It's just, it's not quite British, but it's somewhere in between leaning more towards British that I think that appealed to a certain segment of people. Because it's not like Shit's Creek was a super popular show by any means. No, you're right about that. That show is is funny, but it's not hilarious. I don't love it, but I don't hate it. But like... I also, but I love Catherine O'Hara and I love OG, uh, Eugene. So, I mean, it's the same. I think it's the same way that people saw SCTV versus something like SNL in like the early 80s, where SCTV yeah. no, you're is, right. is hilarious, but like, you know, it wasn't for most Americans. That's fair. That's like Monty Python, right? For a generation before that. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, what, what are your feelings on the late seasons of The Office, Sia? Because this was a big penalty point against The Simpsons because it's been on forever. So obviously the quality of season 27 isn't the same as the quality of season four. But it felt like The Office got actively worse as we went along. And I love Robert California. Robert California. I love Robert California, but it, it was I mean, The Kathy Bates seasons are grim. It's not a big, like, I don't ding a show too much if the, the final few seasons just kind of tailed off. And we talked about this a little bit with Big Bang Theory where – for me, Big Bang Theory was really funny the first few seasons. I, I, I can make the same argument about Family Guy. If you're watching it now, it's probably a little different experience than if you were watching it in the first few seasons. But, I, you know, listen, if you were good, if you were a great quality show because of all the criteria that goes into what makes a good sitcom for, you know, three to four years, then I think it doesn't really matter that the, the last couple of years tailed off. It is a mark against to some degree, but I'm probably going to be looking at the peak as opposed to the, the bottom of the bell curve. And I would take the entire library of the American office over the British office, but I think per episode, the British office, Tim, is probably funnier. I don't think I agree. There's only 12 I episodes, think still think- <laughs> There is, but 
I still don't think I agree. I think that if I took the best 12 episodes of the American office and put yeah, them up against that's, the best 12 that's, episodes that's, of the British that's, office. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying per episode. So you get, all, you, still, you, get you get the 12 best of the American, but you also get the 12, 12 worst of the American. Uh, there, aren't, uh, there aren't that many bad ones, right? You can really bring it down. I mean, the last few seasons are noticeably worse. Yes, they are, but they're fun. Sure, because you like all the characters. It's like the last few seasons. Because I like all the characters. Yeah, it's like the last few seasons of Entourage, which are absolute trash. It's not like I didn't watch it and enjoy it, but it's objectively bad. Oh, sure. But again, I'm the person who watches shows that he knows are bad, but can't get, you know, I'm invested in the characters. And I, you know, it's fun to escape into that world with them for a couple hours a week or whatever. So what what was the reason for leaving off some of these British shows? See, was it that they ran too short, or is it just Americans don't like British shows? No, to be honest with you, it was I was compiling a bunch of shows that I thought should fit into a sixty-four, and there were some just frankly some blind spots. I probably wasn't going to include the British Office just because I was including the quote American Office, um, but they're like Flight of the Concords is one that I probably should have had on here, and we talked about this on a previous show at a previous region where. You know, we could talk in a few years and do this bracket again and, and like at least 10 to 12 of these shows would be filtered out for shows that we talked about, like maybe the British office, maybe Flight of the Concords. Um, there were other shows we talked about that probably belong in here. Larry Sanders is one of them. Ted Lasso would probably be one of them. Veep yes, would be one of them. Some of these shows that maybe haven't even really ended yet, too, and Ted Lasso being one of those. So I think this is one of those where you're trying to get most of the shows right. You know you're going to leave off a couple of shows. Um, and it was very easy for me as somebody who grew up with, you know, in America, watching American television to forget about some of these shows that perhaps belong on you. All right. Well, that is every single region. I suppose we should talk about our final fours. I, we can talk about this one of two ways. What your personal final four is going to be. And again, you can find the entire bracket uh, down in the description. You can hit the link and boom, there's a big picture where you can vote on all of the matchups or just follow me at the PME and you can find it up there as well. My personal final four is going to be Seinfeld, a one seed, Frasier, a one seed, Simpsons, a three seed, and Arrested Development, a ten seed. Facing off in the final four, I would go Simpsons over Arrested Development. I don't know who I'm going to pick between Seinfeld and Frasier. I think it's got to be Seinfeld, but it's very close. It's Frasier. Frasier. No, make your pick. Feel like I'm leaning Frasier because that's I've watched I've rewatched Frasier closer to now than I've rewatched Seinfeld. I feel like if I went and rewatched Seinfeld right now, it would be Seinfeld. But that means we're gonna have Simpsons versus Frasier and The Simpsons being the ultimate sitcom for me. Sia, what would be your final four and who wins? Yeah, so I have Frasier against Seinfeld. Frasier beats Family Guy. Seinfeld beats Scrubs, and then I'm going to out of that side of the bracket, I'm going to have Frasier advancing to the final. And then on the other side, I'm going to have Community in the final four. Uh, they beat How I Met Your Mother. That was a tight one. And then I'm going to have, I really struggled with this one in the South. Um, I'm going to have Fresh Prince over Modern Family. Uh, no Simpsons for me. Sorry, everybody. So it's Fresh Prince versus Community. Uh, very unexpected there. It's, it's going to be Community in the final versus Frasier. And Frasier is going to emerge victorious in an easy one. I, Tim, I, I think C is playing to Garion's heart with this one, having Community go to Definitely. the finals. <laughs> Definitely. That's a very Garyan move. So in the West, I took Seinfeld. Uh, Seinfeld takes out Scrubs, getting the final four. In our East region, Family Guy takes out Frasier. Or sorry, 
King of the Hill takes out Frazier to get to the final four. Uh, in the Midwest region, I have Curb Your Enthusiasm to get to the final four. And in the South region, I took The Simpsons to get to the final four. And so in the final four, I am taking Seinfeld over King of the Hill. I am taking... No, I guess, I, 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 over I, hold curb. On. I, I guess that's not the way that it works because uh, I'm looking at it now because the, the regions are like one over the other. So it would actually be, for me, Seinfeld versus Arrested Development and you would have Seinfeld versus Curb in the final four and the, bot- the top and top play each other and the bottom mm. and bottom play each other. Oh, I just assumed this was like the... Yeah, so, so, so did I, but I'm, I'm, just, I'm just looking at it right now. Okay, well then looking... Okay, so in the West champion Seinfeld for me plays the Midwest champion Curb. Which is curb? That's a that's a that's that's a debate. <laughs> that goes to triple overtime with curb your enthusiasm winning at the buzzer. And in the East region, we have Family Guy. Uh, we have sorry, King of the Hill and The Simpsons going against each other. That one goes to double overtime, but The Simpsons wins, and uh, curb your enthusiasm wins the bracket. You have curb your enthusiasm over The Simpsons. Yeah, that's right. the bracket. So I have to readjust mine. I have the Simpsons over Seinfeld in the finals. Because I, you know what? I mean, I, I almost, yeah, yeah, Seinfeld has too many good seasons. Because the, the Arrested Development question at hand is peak versus longevity. Because do you think Arrested Development would now be more fondly remembered, Tim, if it didn't come back on Netflix, seasons that just literally no one watched? Yes, if they didn't have bad seasons, they would be more fondly remembered. I do. I, I yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm not being flippant when I say that. I said yes. That does mar it. And uh, you know, if Frasier comes back and the the remake is bad, I, I will hurt it. I don't think it will. Uh, you, you have to judge the entire piece. Uh, you have to you have to judge it all, top to bottom. No, it's because it's like when X Files came back. Like I don't hold anything the new X Files twenty five years later. Like I feel like coming back, Zia, can only enhance if it's good what you've done. If it's bad, I don't think anyone expected expects it to be good to begin with. I totally agree with that take. Uh, yeah, it, th- those comebacks are, all, all, are largely very very poor. And so I, I just don't think I think it's one of those things where it's kind of like a money grab, like like a sequel that never should have happened. Let's go with Beverly Hills Cop three, for example, and four. They made a fourth, right? Uh, one and two were great, but the rest were really bad. Almost all sequels are like that. All comeback shows are like that as well. So, I, so it's not a market Family against. Guy too. Then I mean, Family Guy is a comeback show. Yeah, but that was canceled before it should have been canceled. What was it canceled after two seasons? And then it came back. I like, think one. And then it came back like two years later. It, like, mm-hmm, that, yeah. It's not like it came back twenty years later. Like Futurama's coming right. back, King of the Hill is coming back, Frasier is coming back, Roseanne is came King of back. the Hill coming back? Yeah, really? King, yeah, from what I've heard. Interesting. So, by the way, by the way, real quick because I, I messed up mine too. So mine would be Frasier versus um, Fresh Prince, and Frasier would cruise to the final there. And Seinfeld versus Community. I mean, I, I'd, I'd probably have to go Seinfeld there. So it would be Frasier versus Seinfeld with Frasier winning. Okay. So, so we all have th- we have similar final fours. Well, we all had Seinfeld and Frasier. No, I did Frasier. Oh, hey, you had King of the Hill. That's right. We all had Seinfeld. We all had Seinfeld. You and I had Seinfeld, The Simpsons, and that's it. That was it. I'm trying to think of oh, okay. Paul, you have a question. More of a following up with some concerns. Um, Tim was, you know, standing for the Golden Girls. I worried about you know impending deaths. 
Of they're all dead. The they're all Rose. dead. Oh, they're all already dead. They're pretty much all dead. They're all long Lenny past. Green, who played uh, young Dorothy in in a few episodes, she's she's still kicking it at sixty eight. But um, that's the and only person we have the to guy watch who was, out for after this episode. The guy who was the priest on uh, Golden Girls also played Lloyd Braun on Seinfeld. So uh, I hope he's still around. Lloyd Braun. He was in. He was in. I think Star Trek: Deep Space Nine as well. Yeah, probably that could be. I never watched Deep Space Nine. I did, and listening to accompanying podcasts that go along with it. I'm trying to think of. That sounds really cool. It's... You have the life of the average Joe. I do listening to my Star Trek podcast. Offside, Star no, Trek? your Star Trek, your start, your your third rate Star Trek show podcast. Well, I mean the podcast is good, but the show was third rate. Well, it's the best of the Star Trek series, so. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, oh, please. I mean, for, for, the original you, one you, is the you, best. No, it's not. You, you just said you didn't, I like the original you, you, one. You just said you didn't watch it, but now you have really hot takes on how good or bad it is? There isn't a soul on Earth who thinks that's the best Star Trek. I, I would say go into Star Trek communities and see what they think are the best shows. I do not dare to go into those communities. That's probably, I don't speak Klingon, so I wouldn't be able to participate. That's probably for the best, but Deep Space Nine is fucking fantastic. It's the, it's the first serialized show on TV, really, outside of Twin Peaks. And Twin Peaks is the answer of the show that came back and enhanced its reputation. Mm. It's the only one I can totally think of, Sia. Well, yeah. like I said, I think Family Guy sort of counts with that. But... It doesn't. But... No, you... it does. It, it doesn't. It came back like... It was canceled like said, for three years. For three years. So it, what, started in 19... That was in grade eight. 99. So 1999. It started 99, came back in 2002. No, it came back. It was it went from for two or three seasons was canceled, and then it was, I believe it had three seasons was canceled, and uh, then they did like that little movie, and it came back in two thousand five. So it was I off the air for two seasons. Yeah, I'm going to effort this. Either way, again, it's not twenty five years, twenty years later. Like, were you big on the remake of Roseanne, Sia? I, I literally didn't watch a single episode. It was very highly so was rated, fun. as I so recall. It was funny. I'm sure it was. Not for me. So they were off for four years. Oh, no, that's a lie. They were off for two years. And then the DVD okay. sales went through the roof, and they immediately brought it back. I feel like yeah, every, well. I feel like everyone owned that DVD who was of that age. Like, in college age, that would just be on the mm-hmm. background. That and Chappelle Show DVDs were just on in dorm rooms all the time. That's yes. true. That will do it for the bracket. See ya. Thank you so much for putting this all together. I really do appreciate For the amount of shit that we gave you, I do really appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's hard work to do. Like, you know, we all would have our own preferences and how we'd seed 64, but it's it's not an easy feat, and you're to be commended for the effort that you put in. Even though there are glaring holes in the bracket, uh, you well, did a very good job, and you're to be commended for it. Just like any committee, mistakes were definitely made. I, I make apology, apologies for very few of these seeds, but there are a couple blind spots I had. I think 30 Rock is definitely one of them because I just didn't watch enough of that show. So I'm willing to take the heat there. I stand by my sort of my animated take from other other shows. I just just not for the like King of the Hill, Simpsons. I get it. I'm going to I'm going to take so much heat for those. I totally get it. But this was super fun. And honestly, I think in a couple of years, maybe, Tim, you can be a part of this, too, or maybe a couple of months, actually, not a couple of years. Um, Tim, you don't know this, but we did we did some talk about like top sitcom characters of all time. I, I had made the claim that uh, Neil Patrick Harris's character in How I Met Your Mother was a top t- 10 sitcom character of all time. So I think the sitcom character bit uh, could be really, really good too. Maybe not 64, I don't know, but just something to think about. Yeah. 
I don't know that off the top of my head I would put him anywhere close to that. But See, that's only because I... I'm thinking of like Archie Bunker and you know uh, Sam Malone, or George Costanza, and George Costanza or Austin, sure. you know, you know Felix Unger from The Odd Couple, and like I can just start listing off characters like just from the '60s and '70s and '80s that would be you know at that level if not better. Like anyway, Moses Lack, Randy Marsh. Oh no, Randy Marsh would be on my list. Randy Marsh is the most insane person on that show. I don't know about uh, of a I, show. I, I, really th- with I, people. Re- I really think Mr. Garrison is the most insane person on oh, that show. You know what? You know what? You know what? Yes. In a clinical sense, uh, he's got like multiple personality disorder or something. Uh, yes. Now that you say that, I guess I have to retract. One is the most crazy, and one is a, the biggest lunatic. And I'm not sure how to order them, but okay, that's a fair point. Maybe that's a distinction you need to fight with Jeff on for next year, that you can be the most insane person, but he's the biggest lunatic. That might be a good path for you. I think he should just accept both titles. Well, I mean, we'll see when we get to the awards. I haven't looked at the results yet, but you know, I figure you're going to lose again for the sixth straight year. Whatever. Well, if you want to win the vote and not be the most insane, then maybe this is the path that you need to forge. I, I think, though, I think, C.A., you've defeated the, the final boss and uh, you've won the princess at the end of Mario here. Oh, well, that's great. I'll take it. <laughs> well, you can follow Sia on Twitter. You can follow Tim on Twitter. You can follow me at the PME, where you can vote in all of the awards for the brackets. And I even think you need Twitter blue in order to do it, because I'll have them out before that. So thank you all for watching. I hope you enjoyed the best sitcom bracket. Smash the like. We'll see you next time. Experience. Experience.